Hello G&Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. Next Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One day I'll start this podcast and uh, I'll be ready. Right. Ready? Yes, Jordan. What on earth have you got on your head? It's my headband that I ordered. Yes, but it's it's sort of it's the same colour as my t-shirt I'm wearing. Oh, it is actually. Yeah, it's blue, isn't it? How yeah. coordinated! I see your de bonnet's arrived. Yep. Good. Well done for ordering this week. Got the D in the post. Check. When you posted a picture of that. Uh, long cardboard box and you said what on earth could this be the mind did boggle especially after last week's episode hello and welcome to help i sex in my boss the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life aiming to answer your 21st century questions and finding solutions to everyday dilemmas like what do you do if you've got a blossoming lockdown belly oh yeah that's me and how do you tell someone that they're not staying alert? And of course, what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss, but we're not your usual agony ants? Are we William Hansen, UK's leading etiquette expert? No, we're not, Jordan North. I'm more mega star, you're more mega bus. <laughs> I don't, they're very good, this series. Well, really. this, thank you to Kirsten on Instagram, who sent me that uh, just a few days ago. Much appreciated. So William is in his Oval Office. I'm in my room. We're social distancing. Can We've- I? We should. You're not in your room, as you just said. And by the way, the pronunciation is room. Um, you are in your kitchen. Yeah, same thing. Why do you say room? Oh, I don't say room. Say room. No, I don't say room. What's wrong say with room? room? How do you say broom? Broom. No, you don't. I don't. I don't normally sort of do do that. I've got someone usually to do that for me. Oh my god! Is that Mikey's job? <laughs> no, well, obviously, previously Silit Bang Sue, but my uh, my cleaner is uh, obviously suspended at the moment. Oh, okay. Uh, first of all, let's uh, now that you've you've got your de bonnet bottle that has arrived, you've ordered it online, so it's arrived. So we won't have a repeat of last last week's disgrace. We should probably do our toast uh, with our gin and de bonnet. 
Oh. Yep, thank you. One uh, one part gin, two parts to Bonnie. Oh. Uh, with it. Oh, All right, once is enough. You've had a good week, haven't you? I can tell Mikey's not been working. Well, I found this special lube uh, <laughs> as of last week. <laughs> good one. See, last week's episode for details. Um... um Anyway, this episode is going out on the 2nd of June, and what major event of the 20th century, Jordan, happened on the 2nd of June in 1953? Come on, think. Think think about me and what I like. Was it the birth of Princess Margaret? No. She was about about 19 at the time. It was the... Co- coronation Yes Coronation yes. Street started on ITV oh. How the bloody hell did I forget that Oh what am I like How did I forget that No The coronation of Her Majesty the Queen Now we've toasted the Queen numerous times before So we're not going to toast Her Majesty Instead we are going to toast the aforementioned Princess Margaret Who we have talked about a lot during this podcast Because at that coronation The press as you may know Jordan Observed Princess Margaret picking a piece of fluff off group captain Peter Townsend. And that's what sparked the whole Margaret-Peter Townsend debacle. So I don't think we've ever toasted Princess Margaret. So we'll toast her. And Coronation Street. Well, that was it. It wasn't 53. Princess Margaret and to Coronation Street. To the cobbles. Princess Margaret. Lovely. That does taste nice. I've been looking forward to the gin and de bonnet all week. So have I. It's that tingly feeling. It's like when you sit... Because I, I drink whiskey. No, that that's the lube. <laughs> sure about lube. Because I drink whiskey when you have your first whiskey. It's like you get a tingly... Same Mike with gin. and I have got quite into brandy. Same with gin and tonic. Oh, have you? Mm. After a particularly heavy meal, we'll <sighs> retire into the, into the sitting room with a brandy. <gasps> How sophisticated. Yes. Oh, Mikey don't really drink either, does he? No, I mean, he holds his nose because the fumes he finds a bit much. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to get a good brandy because I've never really had brandy before. You need Remy Martin is what we drink. Oh, okay. Do you remember when Mikey got drunk when we went to France and like halfway through he sobered up? It's the this the <laughs> loosest I've ever seen Mikey. Probably not for you. But yeah, I remember he got a bit drunk in France and then he just, he realized he was drunk and sobered up. And I was like, "No, come on. This is the this is the best thing about it." That was What was well, you that? got hideously drunk that trip, but of course you you would blame it entirely uh on on your diet. You go, "Oh, Oh, I've eat, I ate something yesterday. I threw up all night. You ate exactly the same as the rest of the house. It ran right through me, that thing. I seem to remember doing a YMCA in, the, in a field with you fairly late at night <laughs> yeah. during a silent disco. There is a video. <laughs> Whose hat did I have on? I found a big floppy hat and decided that was Buzz Lightyear. You know when Buzz, in the first episode of Toy Story... Um, first film. First film of Toy Story gets captured by Sid's sister and he goes, I'm Mrs Nesbitt! And I decided to do that for about for about an hour. <laughs> yes, just like your normal comedy. Once it was funny, and yeah. then after the eighteenth time of you doing it, it was like... people were like you having a good time, Jordan. I was going, I'm Mrs. Nesbit. Proper getting into character. Like, no, it's annoying now, Jordan. Who is this Jordan? I'm Mrs. Nesbit. It's like, no, seriously, come on, mate. You, you're being a dick. I'm Mrs. Nesbit. How dare you? Anyway, I think we'll. I'll send. Have we ever posted that? I'll send that to Ben. He can. He can put that on socials. Yeah, we do. Good have content. A, yeah, we do have a video of that. 
Uh, anyway, we are here. We are continuing to help you with your problems, G and Divas. If you want our help with anything, you can tweet us or slide into our DMs. We're at sextedmyboss, or you can send your tales of trepidation on email to help at sextedmyboss.com. Or you can write to William, who promises a handwritten reply on his own letterhead of paper. The address is on the website sextedmyboss.com. Okay, and uh, indeed, whilst we have said okay, <laughs> that's a subtle segue. <laughs> Into uh, the centrefold, nearly, a few pages out, of this, or last week's, we should say, OK magazine. Can I just say, I've always said to you that my mum thinks my proudest achievement in, in life was when I got that Christmas temp job at Marks and Spencer's. When I was, Has that now been replaced? I think the OK magazine interview, I think it could be up there. She sent me a lovely long messages message before with loads of emojis why do mums send loads of emojis it's like you can't read the message why do mum honestly you can't read my mum's pigging messages for the amount of emojis she sends have you got a copy oh I've taught, I've, you'll see I've t- torn the page out because I wasn't really interested in the rest of the magazine I'll be honest why don't you send it to me and then I'll sign it and then you can frame it and put it up in your oval office I'm not sticking this up my oval office thank you very much <laughs> you're going nowhere near that <laughs> What I particularly like about... Uh, Can we explain this? why I did an interview for OK Magazine? Well, you were promoting our podcast. It was for our podcast, our podcast. And simultaneously discussing the contents of your bank account. Oh, I forgot, right? I forget. I've never really done a proper interview before. So I forget that when you talk to a journalist, she was actually lovely, she was really nice. But obviously, everything's on record, isn't it? Well, that's generally the way things go. So it was a but hang cha- on, you did, you did media studies and journalism at university. I didn't do journalism. Oh, okay. But also, I went to the University of Life, a.k.a. coming from the north, so you never shut up talking and just talk shite for the majority of your duration on planet Earth, which I did. So I'm on phone to this lovely journalist. Oh, we're talking all sorts. Katie, shout out to Katie. Katie, she was lovely. Well, this is the bit that you talk about your bank account. The question was, which area of your life are you most in need of advice on? Definitely money. I've been self-employed for eight years and I only just got an accountant last year. When I get paid, I'm a weekend millionaire. Lockdown is the first time I've not been in my overdraft. I've got £15 left in my account, which ends 002. <laughs> I did say that. But yeah, um, the magazine interview. I probably should... I, 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 I shouldn't have said I've got only got... But they did include a nice picture of me, let's not forget. Yeah, but the awful one of me. It looks like I'm wearing jeans from Asda. Well, we won't, we won't discuss my... Uh, <laughs> so then, G and Divas, this is what happened. William took a screenshot. I oh. haven't really shared this. This is only shared okay. to my close friends on my Instagram. So then, what happened, G and Divas? William took a picture of the OK Magazine shoot, tagged in... Who did you tag in on your side, on your picture? I, I did shop the look. So I genuinely tagged in the department stores and clothing brands that I was wearing. Jumper was Zara. Trousers were Bonobos, <laughs> the New York outfitters. And um, shoes were Russell and Bromley. And William tagged me at Oxfam UK. So And your shoes were Sue Ryder Charity. So Oxfam DM'd William back and went, Oh, hi William, thank you so much. It's great to see Oxfam closing OK magazine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and by the way, now wrong with shopping at Oxfam and charity shops. I've got lo- Nothing wrong at all. No, and I'm I not felt just, really guilty. I'm not just saying that to be like not sound like it's, I've got two shirts. And a really smart shacket that I wear all the time from a charity shop. A what? Shacket. A shirt jacket? Yeah, shacket. Yeah. 
Right. Got it for a tenner, and it should have been about 40 quid, maybe more. I felt really bad because I felt that Oxfam were either going to repost or were going to shout around the office that, oh, wow, isn't this really cool? This Radio 1 presenter is wearing our stuff in OK magazine. So I had to message Oxfam back. And to ease my soul, I donated a what I felt that the total cost of your entire outfit came to. I donated that to Oxfam. £25. Um, you know your dongle? Bong. Yes. Dong. Um, How is my dongle working out for you? It's a lot bigger than what I thought, you know. It's got a good capacity. Yeah, it is. Um, when you said I could have your dongle. Well, you were in need. I, I was just going to say desperate times called for desperate measures. a long time. I was moving flat and I really needed dongle. So this is a, an internet dongle. <laughs> yes. Obvi- William, obviously, everybody. Williams lent it whilst my Wi-Fi sorted. I can't say Wi-Fi, by the way. I mean, you, you just add that to a long list of words you can't say. No, because I, I can say it, but my grandma's friend, we were once um, in a restaurant and I was trying to get Wi-Fi and she went, excuse me, he's trying to get all the Wi-Fi. And we all just burst out laughing, so we say Wi-Fi. Um, yeah, cool story, that, bro. <laughs> that internet dongle. Um, yes. Thank you. Is it working? Yeah, it's, it's working really well, hence why we're all talking here. A couple of questions. Um, right. Just a couple of... Just, Few, uh, few questions. Um, You've actually written them down. Uh, can you see my internet history? Well, open the app, shall we? Have no, no. Oh my god! Can you actually? Oh my! Well, I don't know. I've never, I've never looked. I'm right, just logging please, in now. Please don't. Please don't. Uh, if you do, I'm going. <laughs> William, William, seriously, Ben, Bear tell with, me. Uh, Yep, tariffs. No, William, 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 please. History. Please. No, 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 no. William, 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 please. Please, I've got the sweats. Oh, my God, Jordan. (laughs) Can you actually see the history? Oh, my God. I don't think that's that bad. Right, seriously. Can you see? Ben, I'll send that to you. Can you see the history? Ben, have you got that? Ben, are you joking? (laughs) Has he sent it yet? What have, it, what's going on? No, it's fine. It's fine. If anyone wants to know what Jordan's been looking at, again, with that video of the Zoom call, with the what your birthday present actually was, slide into my, into my DMs, make me an offer. I've got this. Times are tough, let's be honest. Got to make money where you can. All I'm going to say is I've always wanted to go to Thailand, so I've gone on a few websites to check it out. <laughs> Looks like Thailand's come to you, let's put it that way. By the way... That just reminded me, my cousin, our Kirsty, she's our Lee's sister, started listening to the podcast this week. She's been texting me every day. She just texts me now, actually. She texts me saying, oh my God, no way. I've listened this morning and laughed all the way through. I never knew you were a kinky bastard, Judd. I'm thinking I'm going to start from the very beginning. It's brilliant. I just put, oh my God. I'm not well, kinky. Again, a bit like in, in your interviews, you need to remember that what you say on this podcast might get heard no maybe it's but maybe you're so bad at interviews because you're you, in in this podcast when you occasionally you overstep the mark and i know based on what normally goes out that may be hard for people to believe but you're able to get ben to edit it out you're not used to actually that facility not being available to you when you are interviewed what's the crap we are running are you trainers jordan 
I have done my 5K. <gasps> have you? My first ever... Five, in fact, I've done two now, actually. <gasps> don't want to brag. Two 5Ks? You'll be down the bloody plug hole next. Look at you. Well, not not with what I'm eating. But the... You never know. Uh, but no, a few people, you one, being one of them, nominated me for my first 5K or this, you know, run five, nominate five, have five biscuits, whatever that thing was. And I finally done it. And uh, I've, I've texted you the evidence. And uh, I'm so into running now. I have even ordered my first pair of proper running trainers. Have <gasps> you? All the gear. No idea. Oh, what 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 trainers are they? What have you got? You got for the old hooker. Who? Hooker. I think that's hooker. <laughs> no, hooker. Is that a trainer, mate? Ben, producer Ben, is that a trainer, mate? Have you heard of him? I've heard of high tech. I've got Under Armour. Well, what this reminded me of is in 2016, at the height of my Mail Online's columns popularity, I wrote <laughs> before I started doing this podcast. I wrote an article about what your trainers say about you. And I thought I'd lift it out and ask you, Jordan, what your trainers say about you. So could you tell me the brand of trainers, whether they're running trainers or, or just everyday trainers, what they say about you, and we'll compare them to this chart. And I'll ask Ben as well. OK, it depends. Like, OK, so... Oh, it I've, depends? Yeah. You I've, mean you have choices? I've got loads. Of course you have. I'm a 20-ish... Young man, I've got loads of trainers. Emphasis on the ish. My Under Armour and my running trainers. Right. I've got a nice pair of white trainers from Topman that I wear for my best. I've got some super gra trainers that are white, and I've got a pair of Vans as well. So right, none I'm... of those are on my list. Where... <laughs> <laughs> ben, what trainers have you got? Um, well, now I'm going through a hippie stage. I'm just wearing banana leaves around my feet. So, uh, it's good for the environment, so I'm actually not wearing shoes, and I go to the shop barefooted. I actually cut myself and nearly died last week. No, he's just said he, he's, he's got New Balance. Well, that's perfect, because on my list from 2016, New Balance, lovey. Oh, yeah. Oh, he so wears his New Balance trainers with his jeans or chinos rolled up with white socks. Uh, why don't we catch you later? Um, drop me a line, and we'll, uh, we'll catch up then. Ben's got about four impressions on it. So I put, if you wear Adidas, you're a wannabe chav. Adidas. Adidas. If you wear Converse, you're a sheep. <laughs> if you are wearing Alessi, have I said that correctly, Jordan? Yeah, Alessi. Stop trying to make Alessi happen. It's not going to happen. Can I just say, right, if you wore Alessi mm. and Diodora when, when I was younger, or Kappa, it was a bit, it was like a bit, a bit shit. Although Kappa Poppers were all right, but Alessi and Diodora especially, and probably Umbro as well. But now, Umbro, Alessi and Kappa are like well expensive. It's like 100, 200 pounds. I don't mean the poppers as in what you sniff. I'm on about the ones you put. Did you you never have popper tracksuit bottoms? (gasps) Do you remember them? Of course I never had... Popper tracksuit bottoms. Do you remember poppers used to rip I them was open. dressed. I was. I was. Came out the womb in corduroy. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Fred Perry, chav. Fred Perry's not chavy. A bit, a little bit. Lonsdale, you need to stop shopping in Sports Direct. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you there. Right. <laughs> uh, Puma, you have little personality. 
And finally, Nike, Gym Rat. Gym Rat? Mm. You really are one judgmental snob, aren't you? How you've made a living. And Gosh, I wrote here, I'm just reading, I'm reading some of the things that I have, um, this, basically I bought my first pair of trainers in 2016, I wrote an article about it, and I Are you, here, what? Wait, you bought your first ever pair of trainers in 2016? Fashion trainers, you know, sort of, to wear. Casually. I've been in trainers all my life. And I've written here, I anxiously slipped my virgin wool-clad foot into the trainer. <laughs> I felt like Cinderella, as if she'd inadvertently been written into an episode of Shameless. <laughs> I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's the whole premise of this podcast, but how are we, mates? I was worried I may begin to behave differently. What if I started dropping my consonants in conversations with clients, or I try to fist bump a duke? Would I feel the urge to happy slap the man on the deli counter and wait for us? I haven't read this since I wrote it. This is brilliant. <laughs> that got 1.1 thousand comments, and the best rated comment on that was, I would imagine it would be hard to put his trainers on when his head is so far up his own arse. <laughs> and that had 2,436 upvotes. What was the worst rated comment? The wor- Oh, they'll, they'll be nice. Since when did anyone with a forehead the size of a planet become an expert on style? <laughs> I don't like how much you're laughing. <laughs> don't read any more. That's, that's no. <laughs> Thanks very much. He goes round the ankles now. Oh, God. I was back in 2016. I don't know what. Mm. Sorry. <clears throat> Right, let's move on. I've got an update from Abby. You remember Abby, the one whose boyfriend... Oh, you mean our new co-presenter? Shut up, she's lovely. So her boyfriend, Liam... Abby wrote in a couple of weeks ago, her her boyfriend, Liam's moved in, her mum and dad are, like, really spoiling him. She wants some advice. And then she got got in touch last week and said that he works for one of the German supermarkets. I was like, I need to know which one. She's put, Hi Jordan, it's Abby, the one with the pampered boyfriend. I didn't want to email into the podcast again because I bet the other listeners are bored shitless of my life story. Also, it's proper stressful trying to spell slash grammar check so William doesn't take the mick. Just let you know that William works for Aldi, which is obviously... William works for Aldi. Uh, Liam, sorry. Thank you very Just much. Just to let you know, Liam works for Aldi. That's what I wanted to ask you about. Do you like having this effect on people? Because when, you, when I know you're coming around my house... Mm. Oh, the... That, like you've got to tidy up and I know other friends of ours hate having you around well don't hate having you around but like <laughs> like Thanks. they treat it like a presidential royal visit like it's you've got to well, scrub do you like having this effect on people like Abby who doesn't want to write I reckon loads of G&D want to write in but they put off because you'll take the mick out of their spelling and grammar so Abby or any G&D that are listening Write in any way you want. Well, actually, I don't really have a foot to stand on because I don't know what's happening to me. I'm going to blame lockdown. Last week, when Ben pulled me up on my pronunciation of titular, I very adamantly said, it's not titular. And again, having consulted my phonetic and BBC Oxford English pronunciation guides, both of them, I'm wrong. It is titular. (sighs) I think it's just that I try to avoid tits and have spent 30 years trying to do that. (laughs) I've got rid of any tit in my pronunciation. And you got naan bread wrong. 
Yeah, no, you're all right. We've drawn a line. Mm-hmm. You're slipping. Changing track a little bit, and actually what you have done at the moment with your headphones is uh, bringing me on to that. You've got, just for, for those that obviously can't see you, those fortunate people that can't see you, you've got one headphone on one ear and one off another ear. Yeah. You are, I think we've talked about this before, you are deaf in one ear. Yeah, I, I, I don't think we have And it suddenly about dawned it. on me, I was talking to my friend Jonathan about this the other day, and he works in radio as well. Very funny man, lovely man. Anyway, go on. Why are you deaf in one ear? I actually realise I don't think I know. Um, yeah, so like, if you see me and like, when we put, if you see videos... Of because me- I, well, when, we, when we've done TV before, or when we do our live shows, I have to go on a specific side of you, because mm-hmm. otherwise you just can't hear me. Yeah. So, when you see me in the studio... I put um, one headphone on. I think people think I do it to look cool and look like a, a DJ that's in a nightclub, but I don't. I went to see a specialist and said, that'll help you balance and pronounce words better and you'll be able to hear yourself better. If you it's just... obviously working. Uh, yeah, I just went deaf in um, one ear when I was 14. Do you know what? It was one of those things we don't actually know. We think I burst a blood vessel. I was putting my bike in the shed and my ear just popped, right? And the great northern parenting that I had, that I mentioned I was northern, I told my mum, and she went, oh, shut up, you'll be right. Like, that was my childhood. She just ignored it? Yeah, she just went, you'll be right. Like, you'll be right. I told her, come in, I went, my ears popped, I can't hear. She went, oh, you'll be right. Come on, your turkey dinosaurs, chips and beans are ready. So... How are you putting that bike away to cause an ear to burst? I don't know. So then, two weeks later, I said to my mum, I went, I still can't hear in that ear. She went, seriously? She's like, yeah. So... She took me to doctor and she told, she told me to tell the doctor that it happened two days ago. <laughs> she went, I don't want bloody social services coming round because of this. So um, I went to the doctor and then he, he, he rang, ow, he, he did, have you ever had an ear test? He rang this, I don't know, he did some hearing tests and then he Did you me, ring a little bell in your ear? Mm, that was it, yeah. It's like a bell. I did it on my left ear. And then I went to see a specialist. This is boring. I went to see a specialist and um, they said they think I burst a blood vessel. So yeah, it's definitely one ear. This was the worst thing. I had to wear a hearing aid. I remember it. I was in year nine. It was a bright yellow and pink LED elephant case that it come in. Right? Cute. <laughs> but they put a Burnley badge in it. Okay. <laughs> in the actual hearing aid. And then my mates, I say mates, some of the bullies in the older year above, he ripped the elderly elephant case out of my... The, the older year above, as opposed to the younger year above. Yeah, they ripped my Ellie, the elephant um, case out. And you know when you like see on cartoons, they meant to throw it and you meant to play catch. Yeah. Right. They took it out and started throwing it to each other. And I, just, I just left them to it. And I've never seen that hearing aid since. <laughs> oh, bless you. <laughs> but are you not you know, worried that... You know what? They wanted me to go in the middle going, no, give it back. Seriously, give it back. They just started throwing it and kicking it between them. And I was just like, sack it. I don't want it. And I've not, I, honestly, I've not seen it since. <laughs> Do you think you'll ever see it again? I don't know. I, God knows <laughs> where that... Do you think maybe if they ever re- bring back this, this Is Your Life in years' time, they'll be, uh, <laughs> you'll be sitting there and you'll hear, <laughs> Jordan North, do you recognise this sound? And then through the partition doors. A little hearing aid in a box. But are you not are you not worried? Are you not worried the other one might go? Yeah. 
I mean, in all seriousness, to answer this question there, if any of you have been watching Race Across the World, there's a fellow in it. He was deaf in one ear, and basically he went deaf in his good ear. And he basically what happened to me happened to him, and I am... Oh, God, we're getting a bit deep here, but no, I am like starting to get a bit worried about it since I watched that. Uh, Jordan. Are you ready for Jordan's joke of the week? Yes. Is it clean and family-friendly? We'll find out. Viagra won't make you James Bond. You'll find out the punchline after the break. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Viagra won't exactly make you James Bond. But it will make you Roger Moore. <laughs> oh, one for dance. I said to the baker, how oh, come all your cakes are 50p and that one's a quid? He said, that's Madeira cake. <laughs> oh, lordy. I uh, didn't know what to wear for my <laughs> premature ejaculation support group. So I just came in my pants. <laughs> Can I do give me the D? Crack on. <laughs> give me the D if you want to win a bottle of Debonet. Go to our Instagram on Thursday of release week to find out how to enter. Okay, Congratulations enough. to last week's winner. Shall we um, go to the questions? Uh, I think we should. This one's come into us via email, help at sextedmyboss.com. Dear William and Jordan, I moved into my house 18 months ago and was too anxious to knock on the neighbour's doors and introduce myself. 
Time went by and one side sent me a Christmas card addressed to number 98, which they signed with their names. Whilst the others considerately yelled each other's names loudly enough on a daily basis that I quickly learned them without having to ask. We're 18 months down the line and we've done the Covid and clapping chat over the fence every Thursday. They know my line of work and where my parents live, but they still... Hiya, good to see you again. Good to see you. You're right. Yeah, good to see you. You too. What? You're clapping too loud. What? Yeah, yeah, no, no, we've not had our tea. No, anyway. Will you stop banging that pan? I've got a headache. They know my line of work and where my parents live, but they still don't know my name. The trouble is, I live alone and don't buy Christmas cards, so none of these avenues were really an option for me. What do I do? Do I slip my name into a conversation one day? Do I find an excuse to give them my number and write down my name then? Or do I forever remain known as number 98 until one of us moves? Please help, Vicky. This is a great question. I think it's a neighbours being rude. I don't think this is Vicky's dilemma. So neighbours, our neighbours need to get in touch with us and say, Jordan and William, we don't know the name at number 92. What's the best way of asking for a name without seeming rude? They're the problem. I think there are many problems in your argument here, Vicky, and I I don't want to be harsh here. You've left it far too long. It takes nothing for you just to say, oh, by the way, my name is Vicky. 18 months, I appreciate it's a bit late now. But also you say, I don't buy Christmas cards. So you can't do that. Well, can I just make a suggestion, Vicky? Buy a Christmas card. Just buy one. Just go and buy one. Sign your name, Vicky. Pop it next door. Jobs are good. Vicky, I don't do Christmas cards either. So it's down to your neighbours. Yes, it's them it, being it, rude. That's a really nice way, Vicky, to solve your issue, but not actually have to say to them, oh, by the way, I don't think I've ever said my name. Mm. I or, always... Oh, here's a great idea. A great idea. Watch the postman put the post through their letterbox. Get one of your letters that has your name on it, Vicky, your first name. Pop it through their letterbox quickly so it looks like it's been confused. They'll see it and go, oh, that must be Vicky next door. And then they'll go round and go, Vicky, we've got your tax bill here. No, mine. Mine's under my pseudonym. Susan? No, my pseudonym. What's your pseudonym? Well, I've got the name I've got cartels under. Oh, stop it. What? Is that why you can't get into the bedrooms? Jacob South is my pseudonym. I love the fact that you think you're at the level of, like, the Rolling Stones, where people (laughs) are going to crash into your hotel room. Yes, it's uh, Jacob South, and he'd like somewhere no higher than two floors because he won't get in lifts, unless he's in Glasgow and forced in by two bouncers. Yeah. Um, And into the lift. My mum used to always do that. She used to open my mail saying, it said Mr North, I thought it was your dad. It's like, yeah, you do that all the time. She used to go, you've had a good month, I'll put your board up. Anyway, go on. This next question, again via email, is from Tom. Dear William and Jordan, brackets, and producer Ben. Starting on a really positive note, as someone that struggled with depression for many years, I just wanted to say that while I've only just discovered your podcast, I'd love it, and have now listened to all of it. That's Mostly whilst running. Oh, thank Uh, you. I'm also really pleased for you on your recent award nomination. Congratulations, very well deserved. Thank you, Tom, and I hope you voted for us in the Listener's Choice category on the British Podcast Awards website. Click on Vote. I know a lot of people will be struggling with the current situation. However, as I said, I've been battling depression and anxiety for many years. And now that I'm not seeing people or really doing anything, it's causing me to become further and further removed from what feels like sanity. And you've really helped me from losing it over the last few weeks. And I wanted to say a big thank you. So my question, 
albeit tenuous, is what is the etiquette of answering honestly when someone asks, how are you? All best wishes, Tom. Oh, what a lovely letter. Feels like we're doing something nice, helping people. Well, I'm doing something nice. Mm. I think context matters and um, time and place Sometimes, you know, in Britain, sadly, we do have a habit of sort of saying, oh, hello, how are you? And it's a rhetorical question. Yeah, perhaps. it's changing, though. Times are changing. It, it is beginning you are to right, change. Though. But if obviously, if you just pass someone on the street and they go, oh, hi, how are you? And they're your neighbour. Oh, it's number 98 again. And they say, oh, hello, how are you? That isn't necessarily, as you're passing in transit, the time to go into a big oratory about how you are. If it's, however, a friend that phones you up for a catch-up and they ask, so how have you been different and and then i might if i had something that i needed to get off my chest or i needed to talk about a subject i might say to someone jordan do you have five minutes because actually sometimes we do let's be honest we do phone friends when we're sort of trying to fill time for a bit and i think again that's why you've got to be context specific or i might text you jordan if you know as i have done in the past i might text you and go do you have five minutes to chat which obviously five minutes you can always add 10 onto that and you know that you've got to put 15 minutes aside to listen to to something yeah, no, that's that's good advice. I think it is changing because, like you just saying it, people go, are, "Are you all right?" You go, "Yeah, I'm sound." Or I just go, "I'm surviving." So I think it, it can depend. But if someone genuinely asks, "How are you?" like a friend, a loved one, someone really close to you, and you're not feeling great, then you've got to tell them you're not feeling great. And before you know I think it, you'll feel a bit better. You will. Something that I'm I'm very aware of in conversations in general, yet alone the sort of the how are you mental health type conversation, but I think it's particularly applicable to that sort of conversation is what I call the quick me too, in that too many people are quick to sort of when someone shares a story or a feeling or this has just happened to me, the other person that they're having the conversation with feels the need to go, oh yeah, I had that experience the other day when da 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 da. And actually the person that's told you that initial story isn't necessarily wanting a, a competition between who's had the most extreme version of that incident. They actually just want someone to say, and how does that make you feel? What can I do to help you? It becomes competitive, and that shouldn't really be what conversation with a with an A-level friend should be, in my opinion. I agree. And you know what? I'm just as bad for that. But you're right. Apart, half the time a conversation isn't just people listening. It's I'm trying to... Get there, Maybe that's why our friendship works, Jordan, because of when I talk about my life experience, you have absolutely no points of reference to try and even match what I've done in my life and vice versa. <laughs> see what I've got to put up with here, Tom. No. Do you see actually, what I've I got think, to put up with? I think that's a valid point. I think your advice was great there. I haven't really got anything else to say from that. But yeah, obviously, Tom, it's very important to talk and times are changing and when people genuinely ask you how you are now you should tell them how you are and how you're feeling even if it's just for five minutes because you will feel better for it and final question oh don't say that that. I was just gonna just gonna pop open another this question is from Anna and Jack dear William and Jordan I hope you safe and well there's an R missing there but never mind this we're not doing that we're being nice my boyfriend farts during sexual intercourse (laughs) Don't we all love? He finds it funny and does not see it as a turn-off. I have told him many times I think it's not very sexy and he should refrain from farting during sex. However, he keeps farting. He says that a fart is like a cigarette, distasteful to some but also deeply satisfying. 
we decided to ask you guys whether or not it is acceptable to fart during a sexual intercourse. Thanks in advance. Besh with Dear. Thanks in advance. <laughs> Best wishes, Anna and Jack. My answer, no it's not. How disgusting. Anna, dump him. Jordan. Uh- yeah, Anna, it's fine. It's totally funny. It's like so mint when someone does that. <laughs> uh, no, I was just going to say, right, there's no one here that loves a good old pull my finger trick. Or I love when you're like in the kitchen and you're cooking and you're trump and you go, oh, that, my, my trick's that bloody duck keeps following me around today. <laughs> oh, that duck. You know, when you go, oh, that bloody duck. You know. Someone that's still 20-ish and highly mature, I still find Trump's funny. But actually, William Hansen, I've got to say, Trump enduring sex is not... It's intimate. Although, here's my it's advice... It's not intimate! Here's my advice to get your own back, right? When he next goes down on you, do the biggest fart in his face and say, see how you like it. <sighs> Jordan. And that'll stop him from doing it. It's a good job Royal Ascot's not on this year. Why? Because I'd never be allowed in. <laughs> if you want our help with something, then you can tweet us at Sex of My Boss. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at Sex of My Boss. Or what else can they do, William? Oh, well, no, slide into our DMs. We're at Sex of My Boss. And hopefully, if I've regained consciousness, we'll be back next week. Are you okay? Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Hello G&Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. On Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. 
So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexandmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexandmyboss.com slash cinema.